Good morning, and this is C-SPAN hey. here, and I'm going to tell you, hey, hey, good morning. How are you doing? Morning, C-SPAN. Hey, 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 you know, we're being recorded right now. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yes, sir, we are being recorded, and, uh, <laughs> and it feels weird because it's not actually Friday morning when they're going to listen to this, so it feels awkward. And so um, I'm going to tell you that's my friend OBT is on the uh, line with me, and we're doing a special, special version of the roundtable today. So I'm still going to ask you the weird question. I know you were a co-founder, but what were you doing before F3? I know you were at Campos. When did you start that? <laughs> I started, started on the campus in July of 2008, so many, many years ago now. Yeah, and I, I'm going to say on behalf of the nation, I get to do this. Uh, I'm going to say thank you for you and Dred putting this thing together. And I give you, um, I'm sure you listen to a lot of these. I, I tell everybody, you guys are smart. I don't think you were ever this smart to figure out how big this thing was going to get. Um, so on behalf of the nation, thank you for uh, keeping Dredd in line um, and, and keeping this thing going. And I know <laughs> that, 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 that was the main job for the first few years, by the way. <laughs> it's basically, it's, so, it's called glorified babysitting. So, and I love that guy. Um, you know, thank you, because for, for people who don't know OBT, so he was the original weasel shaker um, in the beginning. And I, I'm going to just kind of do a quick resume review so people don't know. Before there was Mudgear, um, there was guys like OBT, and then he would talk to guys like Moses or Gnarly Goat or me or Double D, and we were selling, everybody was selling T-shirts out of the trunks of their cars. Um, and our topic today is... Um, as the guys, as F3 started, one of the big things was how do we replicate the model? And uh, OBT has the, his D2X as the written word. And so him and Dave, uh, or Dredd, came up with um, Free to Lead. And we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary. And we're also going to talk a little bit about today um, some of the stuff going on with the book, uh, Free to Lead. So let's start with the easy stuff first. Let's talk about, in the beginning, why you decided to write the book because uh, I think for new new listener or new guys F3 or the PodPacks listeners who don't understand, I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you haven't read Free to Lead, get this stinking book. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it uh, from the Mudgear store. You can get it on your Kindle. Read Free to Lead. It's a responsibility for everybody in F3. But OBT, why don't you take it from there and talk about why you guys decided to write a book? Yeah, so uh, this would be going back kind of 2013 time frame. So you think about it, we're kind of in the, in the third year of, of growing F3. Um, by that time, and I'll, I'll get this wrong, I'm sure, but we were, we were certainly out of, um, out of the immediate Charlotte area and had gotten to Raleigh. We were down in Atlanta. Um, I, I, we were certainly in Columbia by then. I think we went to Columbia in 2012. So it was starting to become kind of this regional thing. I think maybe we tried to plant Wilmington and hadn't taken. Um, some, some stuff was going on in eastern North Carolina. I think Charleston was going. And there was this sense of, okay, as we extend the reach, and this is, we didn't come up with the, the whole leap concept until 2014, but it's like, boy, we really need something we can hand to guys um, and that they can read and will kind of be a quick explainer of F3. And you can kind of put all that stuff on the website, but people have kind of you know, limited attention spans when they're reading on the web and they tend to be easily distracted by other tabs on their computer or whatever. And so 
it just felt like you know we 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 had that sense of it's a there's a movement, and I, I remember Dave saying something to the effect of you know every movement needs to have a manifesto. So this was going to be our our manifesto, um, and uh, in terms of writing it, uh, it actually we we talked about it a lot, and then. Um, despite the fact that I used to crank out thousands of words every day when I was a reporter at the Associated Press, um, I, I, I had a hard time getting started on the project. But um, Dave being Dave, and, and you know, he, he not only suffers from, you know, he, or not suffers from, but one of his great strengths is actually he can, you know, he can sell ice to the Eskimos. And he's kind of the same way with the written word. He just kind of sat down and spewed a bunch of stuff out. And, uh, and wrote actually the bulk of the book, um, if, if you read it. And you can kind of, as you go through it, you can kind of tell what's, what are his parts and what are mine. And uh, um, so wrote that in kind of the fall of, of 2013, I'd say. Um, and it's a relatively short book. Um, and then I came in and kind of added my pieces. And then my job was primarily on the editing side, kind of edited his stuff tried to sort of stitch it all together, and then in classic weasel shaker fashion, kind of figure out how to get this thing published and out into the world. And so we published it in the, in the spring of 2014 was that first edition. So I dealt with all the mechanical stuff of, you know, how to, got to get somebody to design the book, got to get somebody to copy edit, got to get somebody to design a cover, et cetera. And then, you know, how do we work with Amazon? How do we get this published both in a, a physical form and in a, an e-book form as well? So that was... That was kind of the effort, and um, and it and we published it in the in the spring of 2014. So it's kind of been out there in the world for seven years now. And now I'm going to ask you something I've never, I don't think I've ever asked you. What is your um, like? I said he's when he's describing it. This is like a book you could be poolside on vacation and read in a single sitting. Um, it's that kind of book, and then you can reference back. But for the podcasters, OBT, what is your favorite? I know everybody has got favorite little chunks of the book. What is your favorite chunk of the book? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not not to be, you know, not to personalize it or whatever, but like for me, I've got a story in there that um, there's a chapter in there about what we call the third 500 that really um, was a distillation of um, a talk I started giving to F3 audiences. We'd started doing something called Q School um, in the winter of 2011, 2012, and this was our first step toward realizing we had to be really purposeful in how we equipped other men to lead in F3. It wasn't just enough to kind of count on, you know, we're going to show up and do a couple of workouts and, and everybody will figure it out, that there was actually kind of a lot of nuance to how we led and that while it could be very simple in some ways, we really need to become a, a teaching organization in some way. And so we started doing these classes that we call Q School, and, and those live on in a, a lot of regions to this day. Um, and it was basically about equipping guys uh, to be leaders within F3. And I started, as part of that class, I had a story, developed a story I would tell about my college crew coach um, when I was a freshman in college. And um, first time I told it, I was nervous as hell, and I'm, I'm kind of naturally an introvert, so I'm not necessarily always comfortable in, in front of a group talking. Um, but it was a story that really evolved, and, and with some coaching from Dredd, um, and, and just repeated practice kind of became better and better at telling. And, and so one of the chapters of the book is basically that story and, and how it applies to F3, and it's really about taking the metaphor of, 
the third 500 meters of a crew race, which is uh, uh, 2,000 meters in length, so really the third quarter of the race, and applying it to F3 and, and how, how that metaphor applies to the, the men who tend to be in the core F3 demographic, which is guys who are in the third quarter of their lives and kind of what that means. So there's, there's a lot in that chapter that's, uh, that's pretty personal to me. Absolutely. And uh, for the podcasters, uh, OBT isn't coming out to tell you, but I will tell you again, get the book, read the book, share the book, <laughs> um, keep the book around, well, and, 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 back and, to the book. Yeah, and, and just yeah, yeah, to understand, it was, it's, it's, it was never, it was written to be and designed to be kind of short and sweet and very vivid and absolutely the kind of, like, it's basically designed to be read by a guy who's either within the first kind of six months of F3 and is trying to kind of figure out what this thing about. So it's got the origin story in there. It's got some of the kind of basic structural principles in there. And it's also something that's really useful to give to guys um, who you're trying to have luck because um, they can read it and, and you know a lot of the jargon is explained, but it it kind of kind of gets into what this thing is and, and why we think it's special. So, absolutely. Okay, well let's get into today's topic. So um, we're sitting on 10 years. Uh, life is good. Um, vaccines are out. Life is good. It feels like we're going to have a 10-year party at some point, and I know um, you're doing some work on the book, and I think uh, there's a call to action here for the guys. So I'm just going to get out of the way and kind of let you take it from here. But podpaxers, uh, pod especially those of you who are um, comfortable with the written word, but especially the guys who are uncomfortable with the, with the written word, <laughs> listen to this next section. So OBT, take it from there. Yeah, so look, I, I've been kind of thinking at, at various points, and look, the book has always, you know, it, it, it frankly sells really well. Like, you know, a lot of, we've, we've moved a lot of copies over the years, um, and you look at it and you're like, boy, you know, we, maybe we ought to do a second edition at some point. And I kind of had it in the back of my mind last year during lockdown, maybe I should get my butt in gear and do this. And, and then um, when they had to postpone the 10-year anniversary from January to October, I was like, okay, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is my opportunity. Like, let, let's go ahead and do a second edition. And I've now got enough lead time where we can, where we can get this out and have it available and kind of debut it at the 10-year anniversary in October. So, um, so in that sense, you know, you know, maybe a, a slight silver lining in what otherwise has been a. Uh, you know, a really negative uh, last year for a lot of folks and a tough last year for a lot of folks. But, um, but I, so the idea is, yeah, we're going to do a second edition of the book, and that, that's going to involve a few things, right? We're going to redesign it, so, you know, new cover, new interior design. And, and uh, the nice thing is that the nation is sufficiently large at this point that actually I'm going to be completely able to kind of insource all that work. So it's going to be a book that's you know, it's going to be designed by an F3 guy, and the new cover will be done. And, and Fonzie, who did the original uh, illustrations, he's going to freshen those up because he's come a long way as an illustrator in the last seven, eight years. Um, so, and, and it gives Dredd and me a chance to go into the main body of the book and make some corrections. There's some, uh, shocking to believe, but there are actually some typos in there. I, I, there's a guy in Metro uh, Egypt, uh, whose, whose hospital name I misspelled in the original book that's been haunting me and uh, disturbing my sleep for the seven years since, so we'll get his name spelled correctly. Um, but really, to me, the most exciting thing is 
um, I want, we're, we're going to add a bunch of essays um, from F3 PACs uh, on the subject of how they've been free to lead by F3. And that's obviously the name of the book is Free to Lead, and that's always been the mission of the organization is to, um, to you know, have guys come in and, yeah, get in shape, and, yeah, find a group of friends. And then once that's been done, we want you to go out there and lead yourself. And, um and lead others. And so what we want is we want a really cool selection of essays from guys across the nation reflecting on how uh, F3 has freed them to lead in their lives. And, and that's in both big ways and small. I think, you know, there are probably, when I, when I say this, uh, you know, a lot of people probably stuff immediately springs to mind of kind of, you know, big headline stuff that's been done in the nation or, um, you know, in really impressive efforts, and I, I absolutely want some of those. But what I also want is I want guys who are willing to sit down and write about here's how F3 freed me to lead in my marital relationship, or in my you know immediate nuclear family, or in my faith life, or in some other you know maybe smaller aspect or a more personal aspect. Because um, to me, there is. There's absolutely sort of a dominant theme of, you know, kind of the stereotypical F3 guy who comes in and gets, you know, super in shape and is uh, super out front and um, doing all this great stuff. But there's a lot of different ways to lead uh, from within F3. And I want, um, I don't want the notion of, oh, I've got to be that guy um, ever to be a barrier to any FNG out there or any potential FNG out there. I want them to understand that this is an organization that is truly open to all men and is going to create opportunities for all men to lead in a way that's natural to them. And so to me, the, the dream is that we get a group of submitted essays that, um, that truly reflect that, that you know, diversity across the nation. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump in there. Uh, OBT's being very polite. I, I think it would be great if all you guys who ran BRR for 10 years make a list of all your accomplishments with the first F. What I'd really <laughs> like to see is a complete, uh, like a complete age demographic variable. It doesn't have to be all first F. It could be – so I want to see it come from all different age groups, and I'd love to see it come across all three Fs. Um, and I'd also like to see if you're truly free to lead and it's not including one of the Fs, um, that would even be um, OBTs being nice. I want, to, I, I want to see exactly what's, you know, when we talk about making an impact and invigorating male community leadership, it could be um, any type of story. And so OBT, I guess the next question I need to ask is, like I said, um, I, I, I did a call to uh, action there for the guys who are really comfortable riding and the guys who are not comfortable riding. So I know you, yeah. uh, I know, I know you love to do proofreading. Why don't you give some pro tips on uh, kind of this next phase <laughs> of now we've got them inspired to write something? Let's, uh, let's, how do we, how do we get it so it's actually quality enough that you guys can do something with it? Oh yeah. So look, I mean, I, I, you know, I like I alluded to earlier. I spent a lot of years as a somebody who was paid to be a writer full time. Not everybody's as comfortable with the written word. Um, but what I want you to do is just, you know, sit down and if you feel moved to put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard, just you know, try to write in as close to your normal speaking voice as possible. You know, write it like you're sending a letter or an email. 
to a friend to tell this story about what, what happened to you in F3 or what F3 led you to do. I mean, you, you could, frankly, you could even write it as a letter to you know, the unknown FNG out there of, of why, why they should come out and, and why F3 made a difference in your life. And, and I feel like for a lot of people, if you can just get in that mode and not worry about punctuation or grammar or whatever, I'll, I'll come in and clean that up for you um, uh, as an editor. Um, with, with the goal, really, of, of keeping your authentic voice in there. And that's what we really want is just authentic voices in there. Um, and so uh, that, that's just kind of my, my primary advice. The other, um, the other kind of pro tip I've been giving to people is just um, it's really easy in doing this for guys to get bogged down in their headlock story and kind of how I was a sad clown and, and how, that, uh, how that changed. And, um, I, I just encourage you get through that as quickly as possible. Um, everybody's got a headlock story, um, and they, after a while, I, I love you all, and, and everybody's headlock story is unique, and I'm happy to tell you mine sometime um, and hear yours, but ultimately um, they all tend to be the same, and what I really want is I want guys, I want, I want to hear the unique story that you have to tell about your leadership through through F3, so and, and how you how you were able to kind of hashtag give it away um, in a in a special or, or surprising way. So, a couple of ground rules: um, we're asking people kind of um, aim for about a thousand to fifteen hundred words. Um, you get about two hundred and fifty words on on a page of, of Microsoft Word, so use that as a rule of thumb. So, kind of four to six pages um, in a Word doc. Um, and you can always use the, the word count function, obviously, to see how much you've written. Um, you can do it in less than that, um, but uh, um, certainly, uh, but much more beyond 1,500 words, you're probably probably going on a little too long, and it's not going to fit well. The idea is we're going to kind of intersperse these between chapters of the book. Um, and you know, basic your, your, your essay topic, you know, just like you're back in high school English, is how F3 freed me to lead. Um, we're asking people to write in, in Microsoft Word or Google Docs, and we need these essays in by April 1st, uh, 2021. Um, send them to the letter F, the number 2, and the letter L, so F2Lessays at gmail.com. And we'll get them in, and you know, we're going we're gonna to select them. So you know, not every submission will be selected. Um, but, uh, uh, but we're going to aim to have about 10 or 12 of them uh, in the book and, and really kind of give that, that range. So um, if you've got a story to tell and it's on your heart to tell it and share it with kind of the next generation of FNGs, right? I mean, you think about what, uh, uh, C-SPAN, where, where in Africa was it on Twitter the other day that they're planting F3? Kenya? It was Kenya, yeah. And I, uh, yeah. Uh, that's another one. I'm just, I'm, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you think about like somebody giving a copy of this book to some guy in not even Kenya, but like five years from now in in Chad or or, or the Sudan or Senegal. Um, you know, that that could be your words in inspiring a guy in in uh, in Africa to uh, to join the burgeoning F3 movement there. So um, that so would would really just uh, cherish having guys' thoughts and and uh, um, and stories to include in in the second edition of the book. So OBT, a couple other things. Um, you, I know you'll you'll do some editing, and should I, I mean, as long as they send you something that they've run through Grammarly, or I'm trying to think, or Microsoft Word had it, <laughs> uh, spelling at the store, or you know, uh, what I'm trying to think. Is there any other pro tips you want to give them as a guy if a guy is not comfortable with written word 
Any other pro tips? Um, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, look, one thing is to all, you know, particularly if you've got a wife or, or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or, or what, a partner or whatever, um, try reading it to them. Read it aloud and see how it sounds. And if it sounds kind of weird, you know, go back and, and rework it a little bit. Um, certainly spell check and, and both Google Docs and Microsoft Word will now actually conduct grammar checks on, on what you're writing. So you can pay attention to that. But a lot of that kind of stuff I can kind of, rework if necessary. The, the, one, the one thing that, that is really helpful is just keep in mind the audience you're writing for. And it's generally either brand new to F3 or has not yet been in F3. So try to keep the use of F3 jargon uh, to a minimum. Or if you are going to use F3 jargon, explain what it means. Um, and Because uh, that, that is one thing we do. And I, I love that we do it. And it's absolutely a huge part of the culture within F3. But it can be off-putting to outsiders when they feel like they're being bombarded with a bunch of hashtags and, and insider talk that they don't know the meaning of. So just that would be my, my other big advice. Excellent. A couple things that we want to make sure we emphasize. There's a 4-1-2021 uh, deadline on this. And so we've given, you, um, we've given you the course syllabus. We've given you the deadline. Um, again, that was <laughs> F2LSAs at gmail.com. Um, what else yep. do we need to remind them? Uh, if you need any, you know, if it, I, basically a summary of, of some of the stuff I just said, we're going to have a, there will be a post on the F3 Nation website. It's going to, um, and, and that same post will go out in the, in the F3 Nation newsletter that Italian Jobs putting out now. And if you want, it, this has not been particularly funny. But uh, Tolkien did a hilarious video with me and Dredd. Um, it's about two minutes long that we're going to put out on social media and embed in, in some of this stuff that's, uh, that's worth watching because uh, he, he did a great job with it, and it's, uh, it's really funny. But that's basically Dredd and me issuing this, uh, this call for, uh, for essay submission. So look for that in, uh, on, uh, on the various social media outlets, and uh, hopefully you'll get a chuckle out of it. Yeah, and I, I just want to make sure I emphasize, because maybe I wasn't clear enough, across all three different Fs, I would love to see um, a bunch of different age demographics um, as far as leadership, because I think, the, you know, I'm going to give you credit that you're a really smart guy, but this whole thing about this intergenerational um, thing that F3's created, right? We have guys, you know, doubles and triple respects down to teenagers yep. leading workouts now. Um it would be great if we could get a good kind of like snapshot of what um, what F3 is across all those age demographics also. Um, I don't know. Just I, I hope uh, if everybody's got a powerful story. I haven't met a guy yet. That's why at the beginning of every podcast, I who we age to how long you've been doing F3 is because everybody's got a story. Um, don't focus there. Focus really on the leadership part because I think that is really what, you know, that's what we're all about. So I'm going to hand it back to you. I, you close she, the she said, I, I, I'll, I'll interrupt you. I, I, was, I was thinking about the other day, I know you were there for, for Grow Rock number one down in, uh, in Jacksonville. When we went to um, Atlantic Beach and did Grow Rock number two, we had a 17-year-old a kid who ended up coming out and doing the event with us. And it's not even like his dad was not a member of the PACs. His, I, I don't, I can't, there was some high school connection. Um, I think one of the PACs was maybe a teacher at, at his high school. He ended up coming out and doing it with us, and um, 
that like uh, his training for it and doing it with us was kind of his senior project for high school and he ended up kind of taking leadership at one point during the night and like that kid I would love to have an essay from that kid about what that experience did for him and it's been you know kind of four or five years now as he reflects on it so it's really it's it's those kind of stories that are really going to kind of bring this project to life and so um, like C-SPAN has been saying, I, it just, you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't need to be the story about how you won the mud run, because God knows we've got plenty of those. Um, uh, it, but, if, it, it, you know, something, something a little more personal or something a little bit um, off angle to that is, um, is going to really be what makes this thing. So, and and I'll, I'll, the other thing I'll say is just to all you all who are listening and to all you all who are going to write in and send essays, I just want to thank you in advance, because... Um, guys like you um, and, and willingness to be part of projects like this are the guys who make F3 what it is. And, and same goes for you, C-SPAN. Yeah, and I'm just going to give you a, a very large knuckle bump from Philadelphia, brother. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, right back and, at and you. I, I guess, yeah, and I guess I need to do a quick disclaimer. Everybody's writing isn't going to get picked. It doesn't mean we don't love you. We still love you. And if Hello Kitty was here, <laughs> he would tell you he loved you a lot more than I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to give you a knuckle bump and say thank you for submitting your writing. Uh, only a portion are going to get picked. But, uh, brother, thanks for doing this. Um, everybody else? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's, let's make sure I'm going to do the um, – for emphasis, f2lessays at gmail.com for 1-2021 is the deadline. Get to work. Brother, have a get to, uh, get to work. great rest of your day. All righty. Talk to you. Thank you, brother. See you guys. All right. Bye-bye.